Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Jonathan McReynolds, but I love this song. <laughs> you can move that over. You can move that over. Come on, you can move that over. You can move that over. You can move that over. My God, thank you, thank you. My God. My attitude. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Miss Sandra. Yeah. You can move that over. it comes a space when you've got to make a decision just to pause for a second and just make room like just make room for God this morning just make room ask him I I pray every morning I ask him to burn the chaff I ask him to remove the things in my life that are distracting from me from him and then I also make an agreement to um, let go of him I was listening to something this morning and as I was listening to it I was just reminded we have to really give God permission to do a greater work in us. And sometimes we don't want to do that. Like sometimes we cool with giving, we cool with the blessings, but we don't necessarily want to give 
God permission to work things out in our life that do not align with his will, right? Or the attitude that we've been carrying for a long time. And our relationship will become very, very, very special with God when he knows without a doubt that we don't resist him, when our hearts are open to receive him, when we cool with being groomed by him, when we are starting to make God's agenda our agenda. Like when we're like, you know what, God, I have lived according to my own agenda long enough. And right now I need to live according to your agenda. I have made room for everything. I've made room for my own plans. I've made room for all of these other relationships. But today comes a day when you should make a decision if you're really going to make room for him. If you're really going to push everything out the way, if you're going to pull back from the table, if you're going to start dealing with the idols and people, and, I, and I'll tell you all the time because people think God will force you into a relationship. So anytime I hear God, people portray God as that, I'm like, that's not the kind of God we serve. God is not a God that ever forces you into a relationship. He's not that kind of God. He gives you an option to come into a relationship with him. He gives you an option to serve him. He gives you an option to love him. He gives you a free will to make a decision. He is not going to force himself upon you. And people will tell you that he is, but he isn't. He is Mama Jeanette. He is a gentleman. He is for us. He loves us. And he is not going to push you or force you into anything with him. But religion has taught us that. Religion has taught us uh, of a very forceful God. And that is not the kind of God we serve. He gives you an option and he's, he's extending himself to you and he desires to have relationship. He comes after you. He longs to have relationship for you. He comes after you. Um, he will seek after you, but he does not force himself upon you. He does not force himself upon you. And so there are intimate things that we have to learn in our relationship with God. And sometimes we'll be sitting waiting on God. Like we sit and waiting on God to force itself upon him. And God is like, I need permission from you in this area. I need you to open up the door and extend the opportunity opportunity for me to come into this area of your life. I need you to make a decision, right? Like I need you to make a decision that you're going to come into this level of relationship with me. I need you to make a decision that it's not going to be all these religious overtures or all these things you've learned according to religion culture. I want to meet you face to face. I want to meet you face to face. Like I'm trying to meet you face to face. I want to move you from glory to glory. I'm trying to have a depth and a relationship with you that doesn't look like what most people have taught you. And it doesn't sound like what you um what you think it sounds like. And so and it can be scary because most of us have learned so many religious things where God is concerned that it confuses us in a relationship with God. And it, it the relationship with God has a different sound. It has a different rhythm. It beats differently than religion does. And so I just want to admonish you for just a few minutes. Just like close your eyes 
and just hear from God about the things that um, are that may have his place right now. Will you do that? Can we just take a moment just to close our eyes? And I'm just going to, I'll play this song for just a few seconds. And we'll just take a minute just to close our eyes and ask God, God, show me anything in my life that may be suffocating you. Y'all, I can't run. I can't run. If I get up, I'm going to throw the cameras under mics. I'm going to wake the boys up. Like, that's so powerful. Ask the Lord if there's anything in my life that's suffocating you, that's keeping you from wetting me up, that's keeping you from getting in position, that's keeping you from growing me in grace. If there's anything in my life that's suffocating you, that's smothering you out, if there's weeds, if there's things that I need to do, show me, Lord God, so that I can remove those things. You may have a relationship or something that you don't even realize you're connected to, but it's suffocating your relationship with God. You may have, you may be in a position you're not even supposed to be in and it's suffocating your relationship with God. You may not have eyes to see and ears to hear and it's suffocating your relationship with God. You may have been caught up in religion for such a long time and it's suffering. It's smothering out your relationship with God. And we don't even realize that it's happening, right? Like we don't even realize that it's happening, happening, but that part of our life has been dead for so long or operated in a space for so long. We don't even realize we're not that that God is not able to breathe on that part of us because we haven't even opened ourselves up for him to be able to breathe on that part of us. So let's just take a few minutes because I believe the Holy Spirit meant, meant, I know for a fact that the Holy Spirit ministers to us in quietness. So we're just going to take a few minutes and let God search the deep places of our heart. Father God, I just thank you for your people right now. I thank you you are searching the deep places of our heart. Holy Spirit, come in and show us the things that are. In which we are pushing or suffocating God. Open the eyes of our understanding. Lord, we want you to be our number one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, do a greater work in us. We thank you, Lord, for doing a greater work in us. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. That's it. Just ask him to live in you. Just ask him to show you those things 
that do not live with your life in your that are not right in your life the things that are pushing him out of the way father god we thank you for this moment in time with you i thank you for the people that are on the devotional today i thank you for your grace and your mercy i thank you father god that you are leading our lives show us anything in our lives that does not line up with your will give us eyes to see and ears to hear lord god we open our hearts to you circumcise our hearts lord dig into the deep places into the deep chamber chambers in our heart lord god search the places that have been broken the places that are hardened lord god holy spirit lord god give us a heart of flesh take out the stony places in our hearts let us be absolutely anxious for nothing let us do everything in prayer and supplication making our requests known for you to you lord god for you are the God that will answer us. And with thanksgiving, we enter into your courts and we enter your gates with praise. Lord God, just show us everything in our heart that does not line up with your vision and your will from our life. Lord God, all the distractions, we're going to move that over. My God, anything in us that does not look at you, you and give us the strength to remove it, Father God, casting down strongholds pulling down wicked imaginations, everything that exalts itself against you, oh God. My God, we take authority over coronavirus right now. It is not going to be our story any longer. We cancel this assignment against the body of Christ, our body of believers, against our city, state, nation, and world, Lord God. And I just lift up your people to you and I plead the blood of Jesus. I thank you that the east wind is judging coronavirus and that the west wind is blowing in our favor. We thank you, Father God, for raindrops of your love this morning. We thank you, Father God, that we are hidden in your most secret place. And we thank you, Lord God, today justice is being served. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and you are our redeemers. We thank you, Lord God, for your word in a due season. We thank you for a fresh wind blowing. We thank you for a fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Um, I'm going to read, I need to pray. I need you to do me a favor and then I'm going to read a scripture. Um, a woman of God fell on my heart this morning. And if you are new to our devotional, this will be new to you, but we are a community of believers. Welcome to coffee and conversations with Lakeisha. We are a family. We worship together. We pray together. We love, we're growing in grace together. And periodically God will send a person and put a person on my heart and this morning, I have a couple of people that, um, I, I have some, uh, let me, uh, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I have a couple of people that I need to bless. And usually what we do is we'll just tell them to drop their cash app. And as the Lord leads you, you just sow into their life. And one of those persons is Mama Jeanette. That's what I call her. She's not my mom. She's in New York. Miss Jeanette, will you drop your cash app, please? And we want, I want to be a blessing to her this morning. I want us to sow into her life. Um, you can choose to sow, you can choose not to sow wherever the God, Lord leads you, however the Lord leads you, but I'm going to pray a special prayer for her this morning. And the other person is Deshauna Austin. And if you will just drop your cash app as well, and let me be a, let us be a blessing to you this morning. I want to honor God. Both of you were put on my hearts this weekend, Miss Jeanette this morning. And if you'll just sow into their life 
Father God, I thank you for honoring us. I thank you for blessing Mama Jeanette. I thank you for blessing Deshauna this morning. We will not operate in the spirit of fear. We will honor you. We thank you. You are liberally supplying all their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I bind every demonic spirit and attack over their life. And I thank you, Lord God, for blessing them. So just send a seed to them. Mama Jeanette, Jeanette, Deshauna, drop your cash app. We'll share it on Instagram. Whatever the Lord leads you, just sow a seed into their life. Uh, and I just thank you, Lord God. And I just thank you for your obedience, Father God. I just thank you. Whatever it is, whatever the guy, if it's a dollar, if it's a two dollar, we just sow it as a community of G believers. Um, we thank you for that. And we just thank you for God blessing them this morning. Anytime God has led us in that direction, it's always been to meet, meet a need and we always honor him. And it always does something specifically for that person. So if you will bless them according to your, according to God's riches and glory, he will be a blessing to you. He gives seed to the sower. So I thank you, Lord God, for giving seed to the sower. Now, Lord God, I need to, um, I need to read um, Proverbs 5 over you, and then I need to read Psalms 91. This is what Proverbs chapter 5, and I'm reading out the, um, the New Living Translation version, and it talks about avoiding immoral women, right? And I really believe what this chapter is saying to us, I really truly believe what this chapter is saying to us is to avoid anyone that is bringing you something that is not of God, right? Like, avoid avoid the perversity, avoid things that do not line up with the word of God and guard your heart accordingly. So chapter five says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel, then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned for the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter, as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray away from what I'm about to stay. Stay away from her. Don't gear, go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish. When disease consumes your body, you will say how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why did not listen to my teachers? Why did not pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin. Now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets, having sex with just anyone? You should never reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your, let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always... May, may you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breasts of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord seeks clearly what a man does, ex examining every path he takes. 
An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be, be lost because of his great foolishness. So stick a pen in this this morning. Like just stick a pen in this this morning. That's Proverbs 5. five. The word is telling us to avoid immoral women. Pay attention to wisdom. Listen carefully to his wise counsel. And when you listen to the wise counsel of God, there will be discernment. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and if an evil man is held captive by his own sins, they are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. So chew on that this morning. Chew on that. Ask yourself, where am I not taking wise counsel? Ask yourself to deal with anything in your life um, um, today that does not line up with the word of God. And for those of y'all that are just logging on and you see a cash app, you'll see Deshauna Cat Austin's cash app. And she, you should see Mama Jeanette. She's on here. Jeanette Roman's cash app as well. The Lord just placed both of them on my heart this morning. And if you will, just sow them. Deshauna's been on my heart all weekend. Mama Jeanette fell in my spirit this morning. If you would, just sow a seed into their life today. If you're new to the devotional, we just, when the Lord tells us this, we just honor God and we just make sure that we do according to his faithfulness and his obedience. So just so a seed um, according to, to whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Now let's read Psalms 91 so we can get into um, the word today. Proverbs 5 was strong today. Chew on that. Make sure you're taking wise counsel. Make sure that you're not walking into anything that does not, not line up with the word of God. And make sure that you are operating in self-control in this season. The enemy loves to have us foolishly and not walking in self-control. And the Lord wants you to operate in self-control. So let's read Psalms 91. Remember, we take Psalms 91 together. We take it as medicine. We take it daily. We take it for our city, state, nation, and world, for our loved ones. Um, we pray for our neighbors. I got a testimony the other day of just how the power of God has been working. I've been getting testimony um testimony mama Jeanette didn't put hers up she may not she may not i don't know she's so humble we'll see what she does um um so we're gonna just we but we're gonna be a blessing to her anyway she may she may not i hope she shares hers i hope she lets god honor her this morning um so we're we're just going to take psalms 91 and then we're going to get into the word today it says those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty and i say lakeisha javen jaleel jermaine josiah and judah lyric logan shiloh zayden casey Janie, Derek, uh, alana ashley um Derek, dequindre Dwayne, uh cecily valisa april adria those are my siblings um those those that dwell in the secret place lmj ministry staff lmj ministries prayer team um all our ministry partners the city of little rock frank scott the nation the united states of america president trump uh asa hutchinson the state of arkansas who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest my neighbors my city my my state my nation my world this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety he is my god and i trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease he will cover you with his feathers he will shelter you with his wings his faithful promises are your armor and protection do not be afraid of the terror at night nor the arrow that flies in day do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disease that strikes at midday 
Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, thus these evils will not touch you or open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with your hand so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says... I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. And so we took our Psalms 91 today. And we are going to get into the word of the Lord today. Thank you for that. Thank you, Mama Jeanette, for sharing that. I thank you for obeying God um, and allowing the Lord to be... Uh, um, a Lord to be a blessing to um, you on here. I love when God does that. When he tells us to do that, we just make sure we honor him. We don't do that often. We don't do that just for the sake of we do that. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We have been on a very powerful study about learning what about what comes out of our mouths in the temple. Um, I am very big about um, what comes out my mouth. I am very careful with the words that come out my mouth, um, and I didn't used to always be, but now that God has been dealing with me about my mouth, I am even more careful. I'm trying to be prayerful. If I make a mistake, uh, um, that that's not Jeanette Romans. Uh, is that her thing? Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, that I'm sorry. I try to be very careful with the words that come out of my mouth. I try to be very careful with the words that I say. And God gave us a couple of, uh, we, okay, I'm sorry. I, God gave us a, a couple of weeks ago um, a scripture about approaching him with care. And as we're going to read that scripture, and then I'm going to give you another facet of this. It says, as you enter the house of God, this is Ecclesiastes 5, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on the earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words makes you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't don't delay in following through. Thank you, Ease. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messengers that the promise you make made was a mistake. That would make God angry and he may make wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God's instead. And so we are dealing with the words that come out of our mouth. And so I need to give you another little piece of this. I was studying this morning and God gave me some additional revelation of, of this, right? And I want to give this to you, how God gave it to me about talking in the temple or talking when we are before God and how important it is for us to be quiet before God and learn to uh, reduce our words. And I told you, I think we, for those of you who have been on the devotional, we know for a long time that God has been telling us to be quiet, more quiet, to spend less time talking, to spend more time focused 
on him and less time running our mouth. Lord, I thank you for strong vocal cords. My God, I thank you. And so I want to give you a scripture that God gave me, two scriptures that God gave me of the importance of being quiet before God. Um, and so this is in John chapter seven, and Jesus talks about receiving the Holy Ghost. I'm trying not to shout because this word has me so overwhelmed and so true to what God has been trying to do for us so long. And I titled today's devotional, he gives get, get eyes to see, like God gives us eyes to see. And one of the things we've been praying over ourselves is Ephesians 1, 15, Ephesians 1, the 15th through the 21st, asking God to open up the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who he called us to be in Christ Jesus. So if God gave us Ecclesiastes 5 and he says, look, when you come in my presence, stop talking so much. Why do we need to stop talking to so much? Here is part of the answer today. Let's go over to John 7, 37 and, and through 39. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was not talking about salvation, because he said, speaking of salvation to the woman in Samaria, the water that I shall give him shall be in him, a well of water springing up the everlasting life. John 4.14 refers to a well, and John 7.39 refers to a river. Well, what's the river Jesus was talking about? He was talking about receiving and becoming filled with the Holy Ghost, right? So he said, come and drink. He didn't say, come and shout. He didn't say, come and pray. He didn't say, come and praise. He didn't say, come and sing and go and go away empty. No, Jesus said, come and drink. Out of your belly will flow living of waters. And so we make a mistake a lot of times by not taking Jesus where, where he worked. And so the thing that you're going to get revelation is how can you drink and talk at the same time? How can you drink and talk at the same time? How can you receive what God has for you? How can you be in field? How can you have rivers of water flowing out of you if you are talking? You cannot... You cannot drink and talk at the same time. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to. It is no way on this earth that you can drink and talk at the same time. That it's, it's impossible for you. And so if we are coming into the temple and we are always talking and we are always running our mouth and we are always in a time where we never spend time quiet before God, then you're going to choke or you're not going to remember if we go. Come on now. Can we go over to Matthew where we talk about where the whole, where the Lord talks about the 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 uh, weeds choking out the word of God, you're going to have the word of God choked out of you if you are always running your mouth. Like you're going to have the word of God choked out of you if you're always running your mouth. And so if the rivers of water are going to flow out of us, right? You cannot drink and sing. You cannot drink and praise. You cannot do praise God at the same time. And so the Holy Spirit, right? 
The Holy Spirit desires to give you the information, the wisdom, the knowledge, all of the things that you need in this season. You need the Holy Spirit now more than you need anything else, but you can't get the Holy Spirit. You can't get the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You can't get the wisdom you need. You can't get the knowledge you need. You can't get the understanding you need because our mouths are running. And so you cannot drink the living water that you need right now in this season if we don't know how to go before God more quiet. Like God doesn't need anything from us. He desires our devoted attention. He desires... Are we supposed to go into his gates with thanksgiving? Most definitely. Are we supposed to go into his courts with praise? Most definitely. But you cannot receive the living water unless your mouth is closed. Like, unless your mouth is closed. Like, unless you have learned to be quiet before God. Unless you have learned to spend more quiet before God. So it says, as you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. I want to give you John 14 and 16. And it, and he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you forever. He said, I'm going to ask him and he's going to send you a comforter. The spirit of truth, the world cannot receive him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you do know him for he abides and will be in you. Well, how does he abide and he's in you? He's in you because you drink the living water. Well, how are you going to drink the living water? By being in God's presence, by eating the word of God, by spending more time quiet before God and less, less not time talking. When I was reading this, I'm like, oh my God, we have got to close our mouths more. And if you're bringing this up so that we can receive what we need. And some of you guys have been wanting the infilling, come on, the tongues. And the reason that you haven't gotten the tongues yet is because the Holy Spirit cannot fill you up. It is impossible to fill you up, right? To fill you up until you overflow, right? Because you have to think of talking you, like if I'm talking and I drink, right? I'm going to choke myself out. If I'm talking, if I'm telling God, if I'm, if I, if I know more from God, if I'm not positioning myself where I'm getting the wisdom from God that I need, right? Then he's not able to put. So when Jesus said, come and drink, He's saying to you, it isn't going to, it doesn't take you long to drink, right? And so sometimes we're not receiving what we need from God because we're not drinking. We're not being filled with water. This is something that you do. And it's not something that the water does. We will be before God, not allowing us not taking the drink, not drinking in the spirit, not drinking in the moment, not allowing him to infill us. So we got to stop, quit talking and start drinking. Drinking in the Holy Spirit, drinking until we get full, drinking until we are full of the Holy Spirit, and then he's going to give us the utterance we need. And for anybody that really wants it, it's the utterance of tongues. It's, it's the utterance of tongues. It's the other utterance of tongues. That's all I got for you today. I think that's enough for you to choose on. So God, if you're saying to us, talk less, it's because you're trying to fill us up with the living waters. And we can, this is about the intimacy and in our relationship with you. And to experience this level of intimacy in our relationship with you, we're going to have to get more quiet. Remember, remember our foundation scripture in Philippians 2, 11, 15, right? If we're going to have the same mind that Jesus Christ had, he humbled himself before God, he emptied himself before God, and he was obedient to a default. So if God is saying to us, be more quiet, and we're not being quiet, then we're not obeying God. 
Like if we're still spending more time yapping, if we're still spending more time talking, if we're going before him, telling him everything we need to tell him without spending the time that we need to listen to him, then we're not be we're not obeying him. If God has said, I'm calling you into a season of reflection and more quietness, and I'm trying to teach you, and I'm trying to impart in you, I'm trying to put wisdom in you, and I'm trying to make sure you don't take wise counsel. Come on, Proverbs 5. And I'm trying to make sure that nothing is perverting you, and I'm trying to make sure you're not in the wrong relationships. And I'm trying to make sure... And I'm trying to make sure you're set in a place where I can flow through you so that you can flow in others. You're going to have to spend more time in my presence, but you're going to have to spend more time in my presence, a whole lot more quiet. You're going to have to devote more of your time and attention to me. I'm trying to fill you up with your purpose so that your purpose can go and be in the earth. I'm trying to do all these things that I do from you, but I need you to enter in the house of God and I need to keep your ears open and I need you to keep your mouth shut shut and I need you to make sure you're not making mindless offerings to me and I need you to make sure you're not just saying absolutely anything and I need you to make sure you're not making vows and promises that don't make sense because you need to be able to drink this living water which is the infilling of the Holy Spirit that you need in this season you need wisdom for your household you need wisdom for your business you need wisdom for your marriage you need wisdom for absolutely everything and the only way that you're going to get this is that you come and drink. You come and drink, not I'm going to give it to you. You come and you drink the living water, right? Then you come and drink. the. Many of us have been lacking wisdom because we're not getting the living water. We're guessing or we're thinking or we're not spending. We're not spending enough time asking more questions. Ask questions ask questions ask questions of your leaders ask questions of those that you're connected to ask questions of your mentors but more than anything ask questions of the holy spirit that's it that's all i have I, that's, that's fatty enough that's fatty enough for you to chew on to be like oh my gosh i'm not drinking that remember when i told you some of us are spiritually dehydrated and spiritually malnourished Right. Because we're we're gulping, but we're really not. We're not like we're gulping. You gulp water, you gulp water, you gulp water. If you gulp water, you most likely you're going to urinate it back out. It doesn't mean you're hydrated. It doesn't mean you're properly. Right. You're hydrated. But if you're drinking water, as a matter of fact, they tell you to drink water throughout the span of the day. Like it's and it's going to absorb and do the things that it needs to do for you. Right. But we think chugging it or gulping it or whatever we have that we've developed is 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 best for us and it's not necessarily best best for us right you're going to get the wisdom that you need in the word you're going to get the wisdom from having the mind of christ that yeah that that that's big so let we need we need to be more quiet so we can get the living water so god and so i named this eyes to see it because if we get the living water in us then we're filled with the holy spirit when we fill with the holy spirit and we're overflowing and speaking in tongues that's where we learn the wisdom and the mysteries of god and then you're going to have eyes to see you're going to have eyes to see and ears to hear for absolutely everything. God longs to talk to you and give you his wisdom. He is not that kind of God to deny you wisdom. He's not. He's just not that kind of God. He's longing to give you the wisdom you need in every season for every circumstance. And the only reason we guess at God, only the only reason we guess at God or guess at the things of God is because we don't spend enough time before him being quiet so that the Holy Spirit can minister 
minister to us and to give us the to give us what we need we want to rush into absolutely everything and god is like you have no needs need to rush in this season because i'm with you always right i am with you i am with you always like i am with you absolutely always and so chew on chew on this go back holy spirit lord show me where i'm not quiet enough right Show me where I'm not quiet enough. Show me where I'm missing you. Show me where I always feel the need to talk and not spending enough time listening, listening, right? Even your social media posts that show me where I'm all over the place. I'm just telling y'all, ask him to show you and he'll begin to show me. He'll minister to me. I said something the other day. He was like, you need to kind of correct that and turn that around and make sure you explain that, right? And you, you, and he'll give you the discernment for everything. If we're struggling in relationships and we're struggling in marriage and we're struggling with purpose, if your purpose has not been revealed to you yet, it's just because you're not listening to God. It's not because he hasn't tried to reveal it. It's because you're not sitting still enough to listen to God. I found out who I was in my quiet places and he began to show me and fashion out and he began to connect me to other people and it just was all divinely orchestrated. Did not have to force it, did not have to position myself, did not have to create it, did not have to make it up. He gave me eyes to see and I found out there was a depth to God that I was missing. And even now to this day, every time I go before God, I expect like when I got this, I was like, Ooh, I've read this scripture 30 times about living water. How can I drink? You said, come drink. How can I drink if I'm talking? How can I drink if I'm talking? How can I drink if I just come to you, shut it up, or I pray and then I get up and move and I never give you opportunity and time to speak? How can I how, how can I, that, that, how can I, yeah, small bites, don't, yeah, don't rush from the table, small bites, moments, your relationship with God has got to become the first and foremost thing right now, like your relationship with God, you got to shift the priorities, you got to shift the priorities, you got to say, you know what, I've allowed other things to be a priority over you, God, and an example is in your relationship with how you talk to him. If you rush, can I tell you this? Can I say this? Holy Spirit, yeah. If you if you rush from the table to God to get to other people, then they really your God. I'm just being for real. Like if you shut this devotional down because you got to go say something or you got to go post or you got to go do, then that has really become your God. When you shut this devotional down in the morning or when you get time from your devotion and prayer time with God, you should really kind of, God had to prioritize me with that. God, God had to show me something in a relationship. He, like I'm learning so much about God. If you rush into the next thing, then you have to be careful because those things are probably really your God. You need to like, I, I, would, I would say something, but y'all might take, but it's just kind of, you need to stew in it. Like you need to stew in it. Like if you were, if this was your husband or your wife or, and y'all were just watching a movie and y'all just had a great date night, right? It would be very hard for you to leave that date night. You would be taking deep sighs. You would take deep breaths. You would want to reflect on everything that just happened with you. You would like just be thinking about it. You would want to really stew and be in that moment. 
That is the same way we should be in our relationship with God. We should be like, God, you just brought me a word. Let me chew on this word. That's why I always tell you, make sure you're writing. Let me write this word down. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Lord, how do I apply this word to my life today? How do I make more room for you today? Where am I not taking wise counsel? And then as you're writing these things or journaling these things or asking these things, then you get quiet and listen to him to speak. And then if the Lord corrects you on something, you repent. You ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how not to do that again. And then you take wise counsel. But you should be enjoying your relationship with God like you enjoy your boo. Like that's how, that's how your relationship with God. You shouldn't be getting off here or out of your prayer time rushing to get to people. You still They still your God. They're still the thing or the person that's in front of you. Mm -mm. Priority. And it's just revelation. Like it's just revelation. And when you get that revelation, it'll change. It'll change how you rush to people. It'll change how you handle people. It'll change how you deal with your kids and all this other stuff. And you'll start controlling the environment around you because people will realize that your relationship with God is, and not real religious, like, like this, this, my, this, it, this, the relationship, this, the lover, this, he's my lover, right? This is the lover. This is the relationship. This is the one that provides for me. This is the one that takes care of me. And so, Lord God, I need you more than I need any other relationship that I'm connected to or anything else that I'm connected to. Isn't that big? That's what it looks like when you drink the living water because it's going to fill you up. And it's gonna prior, you're going to start prioritizing. Things going to start looking differently. I hope you chew on that today. That was powerful. Let me do a few things. One, if you're late to the devotional, we're blessing two women today. We dropped their, um, we dropped their uh, cash apps, Deshauna and Mama Jeanette. If y'all would just sow a seed into them and be a blessing into them today. We are community believers. We do that. Sometimes the Lord will lead us to be a blessing to someone in our community of believers. Uh yeah, Satan will use the word against us. Somebody asked that. He used the word against um uh God. He used the word against he used the word against Jesus. But that's why you have to know the word because he never uses the word correctly. He never uses the word. Somebody just asked to say use the word of God against us. Yeah, but he never uses the word correctly. He always perverts or twists the word. That's why you got to spend more time in your word and more time with the Holy Spirit so that you understand without a doubt that um, who God is and what God is and what God is speaking to you. Because here's the other thing that I know about God. Even if you make a mistake on something, like if you do something preemptive pre or you do it too quick or you do God, like God is so forgiving. He's just going to you're going to repent for it. He's going to correct you. You're going to repent. He's going to restore you right back. And sometimes we receive punishments. Off. That's just crazy stuff. But Satan loves to play mind tricks. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so anytime I feel a condemning spirit, I know that's not coming from the Lord. It's only conviction. So if the enemy is trying to use the word against you, it's because he's trying to perverse and twist uh, what God wants to do through you. 
Yeah, that and that's real. We we do. We gotta stop. It can't. Everything can't be quickly. We gotta chew. Y'all know my thing. Small bites still equal a meal. Eat it in small bites. Digest the word. Go back over it. But spend more time with God in your personal places, and we gonna see growth. That's it today. That's it. I think that's enough to. I think that's enough to chew on. Like I think Deshana, we got more than ladies. I think that's enough to chew on. Like I think that's enough to chew on. Um, thank y'all. Thank you for all of you who have joined us today. I just thank you for all that you're doing. I want to do something. I need to extend this right now and now, right now, more than anything, we need Jesus. Any more than anything right now, we need him. We need him. We need him. If you have never, ex if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here is your time right now. Like here's the time for you to make a decision that Jesus Christ needs to be Lord and Savior in my life. All you got to do is admit that you're a sinner. I told y'all, I was a mess. 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 Can I say that one more time? I was a mess. Like, I was a mess. I thought I was on a path that was leading me to victory, but I was really on a path that was leading me to destructive. I was selfish. I was self-centered. I was sinful. I was compromised. <laughs> I was believing the devil's lies. I was not walking in my purpose. And that was because I did not have Jesus Christ as Lord and my Savior. And so I had to come. The Holy Spirit was pulling on me and saying to me, you need Jesus. Like, you need Jesus. Jesus is not Lord and Savior in your life. And I was like, okay. And he was bringing me to this place where I was feeling the filth of my sin. That's, can I just be real? I was feeling this. I was feeling filthy because my sin and because I was feeling filthy because of my sin. Um, I, I came to a place where I was like, Lord, I need to give you my life. So I had to do one thing. I had to acknowledge Lord God, I'm a sinner. <laughs> and then I needed to believe that Jesus Christ died on my sins and that all that was taken away from him. And so when I did that, I just said, Lord, I believe you died for my sins. And then I'm confessing that I'm making you Lord and Savior over my life. And when I begin to make him Lord and Savior over my life, things begin to change. And the weightiness and the heaviness and the filthiness that came with sin began to go away. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit began to do a greater work in me. And he can do the same for you. So I want to give you that opportunity. I don't want to leave without telling you about the Jesus that I serve and the Jesus that saved me. Because this girl was reckless, 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 a hot mess on her way to the pits of hell battling. I'm telling you, what, working for Satan and not even knowing it. So I want to give you the opportunity to chance Jesus. And then next, I want to extend you an opportunity to partner with this ministry. Please partner with us with prayer. But also, if this ministry is a blessing to you, we have Feed the Streets. This week, we this month, we were not able to go serve because the city asked me not to serve. And I like to honor authority. But we are still pushing resources out into the streets. We are sending money to the Salvation Army. We are going to send kits and some other things. We are sewing into partnerships and putting that money. We are taking care of the needs of people who need it. So consider partnering with this ministry. Our goal is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. And we are doing that one city, one state, one nation, one person at a time. So won't you consider becoming a monthly partner with us? I love y'all. We'll be back here in the morning doing this. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.